Grace, mercy, and peace be yours from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. The appointed epistle for this festival of St. Matthew is Ephesians 4, verses 7 through 16, which teaches us about the office of the holy ministry with respect to Jesus' ascension. The office of the holy ministry. That's the pastoral office. There are two errors that we can make whenever it comes to our understanding of the pastoral office. The first error that we can make is called sacerdotalism. It's a fun word to say that essentially means that clergy have some kind of mystical character to them through which the word and the sacraments are rendered effective. Even their prayers are more effective because they are closer to God. So you see the problems with this, that it essentially creates this spiritual caste system where there are the haves and the have-nots, right? There are the spiritual upper crust, which consists of the clergy, and there are the normal Christians. That's one error, sacerdotalism. Then there's this other error, which I believe that American Christians are more prone to, anti-clericalism. I think we're prone to this because we are, as Americans, we're pretty anti-authority. And so we fall into this error pretty consistently, anti-clericalism. And this manifests itself in little respect or regard for the office that Christ has established. Views it as unnecessary or just an arrangement of convenience. It suggests that the pastor plays no significant role in the life of a Christian. But today is this great opportunity to hear God's purpose for our pastors in our lives as Christians, so that we may give thanks to God for his gifts and press on to maturity in Christ as he calls us to in this epistle lesson. And me speaking as a pastor, I even have my own pastor. So I'm considering that office as a gift, not only to my congregation, but to me personally as well. So our epistle says this, it says, He who descended is the one who also ascended far above all the heavens that he might fill all things. Speaking, of course, about Jesus. Whenever Christ ascended to the Father, there's this sense in which we must learn to live in this world without his localized presence. You know, Jesus isn't physically walking our streets or walking into our homes in the same way that he was 2,000 years ago in Nazareth, Capernaum, Galilee, and so forth. So that can be a little bit disappointing for us. And living within this sin-filled world should cause us to grieve and to long to be with Jesus in the flesh, in the new creation. It's why we pray, come Lord Jesus. We long for that, that bodily return of the ascended Lord from on high. But our passage gives us this great comfort, this great encouragement in Jesus' ascension as wonderful news. He ascended that he might fill all things. In other words, his session at God's right hand means that he can be present anywhere he wants as God because he shares in the Father's nature, but now also 
as man because he assumed a human nature in the incarnation. So, here's the bottom line. Though Jesus is before the throne of God interceding on our behalf in his priestly role, he is also present with his church on earth as our head, graciously reigning and ruling, calling sinners to repentance by the law and faith through the gospel. Jesus is at work. He is present in his word and sacraments where we sinners are called and we are actually given our very faith and our ability to follow Jesus and bear fruit in our lives until he returns for his own. We call that the means of grace. These are the means by which Jesus delivers his ministry to us. So if these means are of grace are the way in which Jesus wants to continually pour out his gifts upon his church to both make Christians and grow his followers into spiritual maturity, then it follows that he must have in mind someone who is to administer them. Someone who is to deliver them. The delivery men. And he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds and teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ. So that's quite an exhaustive list there. Much has been made about what St. Paul is getting at with those five different distinctions. But here's a, just a snapshot. The apostles... Those who were eyewitnesses to Christ's death and resurrection, called into that office immediately by Jesus. The prophets, probably not talking about the Old Testament prophets, probably those who had this prophetic gift in the early church. Evangelists, probably the gospel writers like Matthew, who was not only an evangelist but also an apostle. Pastors and teachers those who are called to continue in the apostolic teaching and to bring that teaching to bear in the lives of believers as they shepherd God's people. Delivery men. And why is it that these delivery men are given for the building up of the body of Christ? Well, the answer is simple. For maturity. Maturity in Christ. Verse 14, so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness in deceitful schemes. Growing in maturity means that we are recipients of faithful teaching from faithful delivery men. So that when some silver-tongued, smooth-talking wolf comes along, we can distinguish good teaching, biblical teaching, from false teaching. And as we do this, we ourselves are equipped to speak the truth in love, to speak true teaching in love, so that the body of Christ builds itself up in love. Faithful Christians have Faithful pastors. It's that simple. Not perfect pastors, you know, not perfect Christians, not perfect pastors, faithful ones. Called 
and qualified godly men who are legitimately called into the office that Jesus himself has established. The office that Jesus has deemed important to his mission on the earth. Critical to the life and the maturity of any faithful Christian. So my encouragement, the, what the Bible says, is that any, every Christian should have a pastor pastor that you receive the gifts of Christ from. A real one, not an internet one. This passage says that the ascended Christ is still supplying them to his church. So if you look around and you say, well, there's no faithful pastors. Jesus says that he's sending them. Jesus says that he is supplying them to his church. So take Jesus up on this. You see, the ascended Christ has not left us at all. He has given us faithful shepherds to bring us his ministry, his intercession through the word and sacraments. And this ascended living Christ still pours out his Holy Spirit, equipping and calling shepherds to do the work of building up the body of Christ so that we may all attain the unity and full maturity in Christ. So we don't commit the error of sacerdotalism, which says that these are men with superpowers, nor do we fall into anti-clericalism, which says that pastors are unnecessary for the Christian. We receive this office for the gift that it is, knowing that Jesus continues to pour out his grace upon his church. So may you be a continual recipient of those gifts. As friends, Jesus is still on his throne. He is still dishing them out. He is still delivering them. In the name of Jesus, amen.